Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum to our global viewers and welcome back to this enlightening Imam Ali conference. I am delighted to moderate our next session tackling the topic of premarital dating with our esteemed panel, Sister Hira Haider and Brother Hussein Sharara. Assalamu alaikum to you both and thank you for joining us. Walaikum assalam. Thank you for having me. Walaikum assalam, brother. Thank you for this opportunity. Let me first begin by introducing Sister Hira, who is a Toronto-based journalist, motivational speaker, and a mental health advocate. Hira, can you briefly explain what premarital dating is, and is it wrong to engage in this practice as Muslims? Premarital dating is definitely not permissible in Islam, as common as the practice is in today's day and age. Um, and how I would personally define it is investing one's emotions into a relationship which does not come under the sanctity of a nikah, a permissible relationship between a man and a woman. So tell me about in terms of the current situation of the youth as you know it in, in Canada. Of course you are a social media influencer. Uh, I'm sure you are aware of, what's, of what happens among the youth uh, in Canada. Can you share about this particular practice and what you know of it when it comes to premarital dating? Like I had said before, that it has become a very, very common practice. And uh, to the extent that it's been so normalized that regardless of however you seem to look as a Muslim, we know in today's day and age that Muslims can have a beard, they cannot have a beard. Some girls wear hijab, some girls don't. Um, there's an assumption that girls uh, who cover or wear hijab, they will never indulge in premarital dating or men who go to the mosque very regularly and are active members within the community, they're not going to engage in premarital dating. However, this is very wrong. It happens so often that every other individual that you come across, may they be in your mosque, may it be somebody who you are going to school or university with, they are engaging in premarital dating. And uh, I think the media also plays a major role in this. Um, as a journalist, personally, all the research that I've conducted, it all comes down to the fact that the media does influence an individual psychology. And because dating is so normalized, and it's a part of the Western culture that when you keep absorbing those media messages, you yourself as an individual, despite growing up in a Muslim household, believe that you know, this, is, this is something ordinary. This is something very natural. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I love the point you brought up regarding the media uh, applying pressure mm -hmm. on, on youths today to engage in this practice. And I, uh, I'll, I'll speak about that later on uh, in our conversation. But before we get to that, um, uh, Brother Hussein Sharara, I'd like to bring you into the conversation um, you are a, a counsellor um, uh, who focuses primarily on marriage and pre-marriage counselling. In your opinion, uh, Brother Hussein, I guess um, it is very common uh, among the Muslim community especially that premarital dating occurs behind closed doors um, or in situations where most parents are unaware and uninvolved until the child is ready for marriage. What are your thoughts on this? And um, in your opinion, when should parents actually get involved uh, in, uh, in the relationship of their children? Well, as a counselor, one of the things that I deal with a lot is heartbreak. And one of the most traumatic things an individual as a teenager, especially in their early 20s, is going through heartbreak. Their passions, their visions of the future just go away because their body just takes over the mind. 
And when somebody says, I no longer love you, how did we get to that state? It's usually because parents are not involved. You know, I was recently at a restaurant and I'm an intuitive counselor. So I told my wife, I think this our waitress went through a traumatic heartbreak. She says, don't ask her. So she came back and I said, look, I can't help myself. My background's in behavioral science. Did you just get out of a traumatic relationship? And I bet you, you didn't tell your dad. And there was a pause and then she just started to cry. And then I told her, okay, and we went about 20 minutes. We gave her some advice. And I said, if this man would have known that your dad was in the loop, would he have taken advantage of you? If you would have told him, you want to speak to me, you first have to speak to my parents. Why? My parents are protecting me. And we become so vulnerable, especially women, when a man says, we will later, we'll get to it. They're not, because if they're not willing to do it at the moment, then there's a chance that you're taking advantage. And why would we want to take advantage of our parents? So the common logic you should say is that individual is willing to speak to me behind my parents' back and behind their parents' back. And if I get in a relationship and one day I get married to them and nobody loves them better than their mother, then imagine one day what they're willing to do to me if they betrayed their mom by going behind their back. They'll go behind my back. Thus, why we have a 50, 40, 50% divorce rate in Dearborn. And what's one of the biggest issues? Cheating, going behind the spouse's back. Every week I'm hearing about it. Why? From a young age, like the sister said elegantly, society and the media has made this acceptable, that this is the way to find joy and love. But unfortunately, we think we need love outside of us to feel joy. We need uh, uh, some relationship outside of us to feel joy. You don't need it. You're already it. But if you are dependent on a relationship to feel joy, just like you're dependent on wealth to feel abundant, you will always get hurt by that thing. Well, Allah has created a system. You first love yourself. Learn a difference between egoic love and divine love. And then you will attract somebody. So the simplest way of doing it, write three characteristics you want to attract to somebody. And, you know, Hajj Hassanin always talks about wisdom, positive character, compassion. And then look at it every day and say, I'm going to attract somebody that's like this. How? I'm going to be like this. I'm never going to go after my parent, go do something against my parents' will. Because I don't want my husband. And I don't want my kids to go behind my back. So therefore, I'm not going to go behind my parents' back. The key in premarital dating, in premarital getting to know somebody, is making sure your parents are in the loop. Or else you will be taken advantage of most of the time. I think the, the, the argument will be fair is that if parents are involved at a very young age, um, or at the beginning, by what I'm saying, I think the fear is that parents will reject that relationship. Yeah, but so you need to build that relationship with your parents. So when I do relationship tests with spouses, I do a lot of premarital counseling, and it saves eight out of 10 marriages. Every scholar, every sheikh, I believe, before they marry somebody, they should do premarital counseling do a relationship test. We just did one here, this retreat. How open are you? How do you resolve conflicts? You make sure you have the best relationship with your parents. What do we do? We have a bad relationship with my father. So I have resentment. So now I'm gonna attract somebody. You're not gonna see the flags because of that misplaced resentment. Try your best to fix those relationships before you jump onto another one. If your ship is sinking, why would you jump onto somebody else's ship and try to save it? Fix those relationships. Start, most people use that as an excuse to go to another relationship by keeping it a secret. Allah doesn't accept that. Allah says you have a problem. You don't run away from it. 
figure out what are your parents' love languages because they have a culture that said this is wrong. But Imam Ali says, if you're raising your kids the same way you were raised, we're going to lose them. But so many youth are coming up with their own logic why they should go in a relationship. Try to fix that relationship before you jump into another one. Speaking of parents uh, and, and culture, um, uh, let me get back to Hira. Hira, as I understand it, you are currently not married. Would you say that uh, parents and cultural norms are making it difficult for individuals to get married? What are the challenges uh, facing youths today when it comes to finding a suitable spouse? This is a topic which I oftentimes speak about because of course, being in the loophole of where my parents are looking for a right match and having friends who are going through the same thing. Um, sometimes I feel like if, especially as a woman, I cannot speak on a man's behalf, but as a woman, I feel like if my friends and I were to sit together and collect our specific anecdotes of stories from our matchmaking culture, we could write a book. It is quite unfortunate that Muslims, and let's narrow it down, the followers of the Ahlul Bayt salam, there is a lot of lying, there is a lot of deceit, which occurs within our matchmaking culture. I mean, um, the profile system that's there that rotates, there are lies which are written, which you find out after a girl and a guy are way into talking after their parents have said, okay, yes, we believe that this match is right. It's clicking, the families are clicking. Let the guy and girl have a conversation on their own. And then everything unravels. And then either the guy or the girl, they come up and they go like, whoa, this is not what we had expected. This is not the image that was portrayed to us. So when such incidents happen, very naturally youngsters, they are very disheartened that is this the sanctity of marriage? Is this how things are supposed to be? Premarital dating seems a whole lot easier. And unfortunately, unfortunately, um, I have seen a lot of cases where in university, very mature couples, uh, Islamic individuals who are following Islam, they find an interest in an individual and despite having a strained relationship with their parents, they muster up the courage, they go up to their parents, they talk about them and the parents just shut them down. No, but why? Because I said so. How can you expect youth then to even, you know, consider, consider marriage according to what their parents are choosing for them? I'm not saying it's wrong. Sometimes the best of marriages are arranged, but sometimes parents put that pressure on the youth that you know, it's either what we say or you don't get married at all. And that's where heartbreak arises as well. That two individuals who want to get married and indulge in a halal relationship, they're being shut down for no reasons whatsoever. Also, another thing for premarital dating, I feel like even before a guy and a girl get the chance to meet, the profiles which are rotating, they're just being collected. Albums and albums of specifically girls are being collected. And it's not even reaching the good guys. The good guys have no idea what their mothers are up to. It's terribly, terribly sad. I'm not saying all women are like that. There are some great women out there who are doing excellent work for matchmaking. But majority of the time, this is the case. This is another reason why a so, lot of men... Sorry to cut you off here. Let me just read out a stat, right? And, and I would love to get Brother Hussein's intake on this. Go ahead. According to a recent study that was taken by... Uh, 
by, by Statistic Brain, uh, a very reputable organization. Um, they found out that 53.25% of marriages worldwide are arranged. And among them, the divorce rate is only 6.3%. This is significantly lower than the divorce rate in America, which is 40% where conventional dating is prominent and encouraged. So Hussein, I'd like to get your, 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 your thoughts on this based on what Hira is saying and based on what this stat is saying and also based on your real life scenarios that you come across on a day-to-day -day basis. Is this proof enough that our youths can take comfort in allowing their elders or matchmakers to arrange their marriage? I, the whole notion that if marriages work out, if, they, if it's arranged or not, for me, it's the basis of love. So what is love? Like when you meet somebody, what is the moment that you fell in love with them? You won't be able to tell that person. You don't know. But you know it's a string of moments where that person was consistent and truthful in giving and forgiving. When they felt bad, you felt bad for them. And when they were happy, they were happy for them. So I don't care if it's arranged or not arranged. If both partners have those characteristics, then Allah will put love in their hearts. But you can never, if anybody says, you want to marry, yeah, I'm in love. And they just met him. Well, when did you, two weeks ago, I know he's the one. So you don't even know anything about the person. And then we end up, then you see the egoic side of him that you didn't see before because when you got married, nobody taught you how to deal with that. What true love is, they thought it was always the butterfly feelings. So as long as it has the, that notion of taqwa, God consciousness, I don't care if it's arranged or not arranged. If it's arranged and both parents say, you guys might be a good fit. There has to be some level of obviously knowing each other because Islamically, there's rules to that as well. And for me, it's all in the parents. If the parents are strict, like the sister was saying, so parents, if you want your kids to be in healthy relationships, do a relationship with your spouse. See what level you're at and say, what can I do to improve? And I promise you, if you improve that, your kids will see it and they'll subconsciously improve as well. So many parents want great things for their kids, but they themselves are in bad places in life. You know, so that's why when we tell our kids to pray, but we're unhappy as parents, our kids are going to stop praying. If we wear a hijab and we're unhappy, our kids are going to take off hijab because they're looking at this and say, why would I want that? Wow, why would I want your advice? You're get yelled at every day by dad. You wake up complaining to him. We need to take the responsibility of our actions and then your kids will change. You change your personality. We want our kids to change and then we'll feel happy. We call that abuse. So let me just get back to Hera's predicament here. So Hera's predicament is that uh, matchmakers aren't being truthful, they're not being honest. At the same time, uh, premarital dating is, is haram, uh, it's, in, it's incorrect uh, in Islam. So Hera, in your opinion, what should one do? Where should one turn to? Primarily, if you feel like you are building an interest in an individual, you know how they always say that be very mindful of where you're investing your energy? regardless of whether it's your family, it's your friends, the same goes for a relationship. If you feel like a friendship is turning into a relationship, you need to be mindful of the kind of energy you are investing. So first of all, you need to question the concept of love. Even before you love your parents or you love yourself or your family or your friends, you have to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to love the Ahlul Bayt When you love someone, you want to become like them. It's a struggle. We are all battling with our conscience and we're all on our own spiritual journeys. So it's very difficult that with regards to the concept of love, 
when you are trying to follow the path of faith, you do stumble. But you should always consider the fact that if I'm investing my energy in a human being, emotional energy, am I pleasing the human being and completely disregarding my creator? Because human beings can deceit you. Human beings can hurt you. They can turn their back on you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not do that. So if you do have this thought in your mind that, yes, I am interested in someone. I do want to get married to them. But my actions, are they going against what my God wants? If that's the case, then I, I've noticed this majority of the time relationships are strained. Even if the couple ends up getting married, there are a lot of, there are a lot of issues which are prevalent. So at the end of the day, whenever you begin a relationship, whenever you are investing in it, be mindful of the commandments that your God has set to you to follow, that Allah has set to you to follow. So, so let's let, let's ask Allah Hussain. Of course, he deals with this on a day-to-day basis. Allah Hussain, in the in interest of time, we have under two minutes left. What would you say are the do's and don'ts when it comes to premarital dating? For me, just to, before I say that real quick, exactly what she said, just to emphasize that point, you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. So if you want something, you make sure you are those and write them down. And then in regards to go to a mosque, go to, we, we get people married probably once a month, either through our book clubs or, or at WISE or at the events that we're holding out. Go to those places. Don't go to negative places expecting positive results. And you, you, you asked, what was the question? Do's and don'ts of premarital dating. Of course, it's inevitable. Do not do things behind your parents' back. Win their hearts, earn their trust. Figure out a way, if it's not your mom or dad, that person needs to know. As soon as that lady at the restaurant, I said, go tell your dad everything. A month later, comes back. She wanted to try to hug me. She said, oh my God, I built a relationship with my dad. He was so understanding. And I thought he was going to judge me. Most of our thoughts of what we think our parents are going to think are wrong. And we end up getting manipulated by some guy. And then you're in my office crying because you got ghosted. Or you got manipulated to send a picture that he served. And now you want to commit suicide. Anticipate problems when you start something. Make sure the people who love you the most are there to protect you. Don't go behind their parents' back. It ends up with broken hearts and broken promises. And that person will never come back and doesn't won't even lose sleep over you. Be very careful. Thank you. Thank you very much, Brother Hussein Sharara and Sister Hira Haider for joining us at the Imam Ali Conference 2022. It's been a pleasure to moderate this panel. May Allah keep you safe and healthy, inshallah, and I wish you the best in your careers. Thank you. And thank, thank you, so you all. and thank you very much to all our dear viewers for watching the channel. And of course, please do stay tuned uh, for the Imamali Conference as we continue to the next panel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you.